Hello, and welcome to the shortest episode of Unprofessional. I'm Dave Wiskus, joined by Lex Friedman and a guest to be named later. <laughs> Hi, Dave. So, so glad you could join me, Lex. Hey, it's my pleasure. Now I think there's an open debate, I think, in both of our minds over whether the show will start without our guest having arrived yet, or if this is all just wasted talking time. Uh, well, I, I mean, think- not that talking to you is ever a waste, I'm just saying. We could... This could be, this exact thing I'm saying right now could be part of the show proper. Absolutely. And I, I, the, the question on my mind is, uh, Lex, who are you? Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Tell, tell the, <laughs> tell the <laughs> listeners who it is you are and what you do. Who is Lex Friedman? Uh, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> I, uh, I have written for Macworld. I'm a senior contributor to Macworld now. So even though I'm no longer on the payroll, I'm on the masthead. Pretty hip. Yeah, that's great. And uh, I, I sell podcast advertising as well. Wow. Would you like to buy any? Well, um, I'll buy all of it. Okay. Just send me an invoice. I will do that. What are you promoting? Uh, this show. <laughs> this episode of Unprofessional is brought to you by this episode of Unprofessional. That's good. I like that. So, Dave, tell the listeners, <laughs> who are you? For the woefully underinformed listeners, who is Dave Whiskis? I am, I am the co-host of this podcast. Oh. And I'm a, I'm a designer. I design things. I make an app called Vesper with a couple of friends of mine and I'm a musician and I like long walks on the beach and sunsets and I don't like phonies and liars. Did you ever consider for Vesper 1.0 of which you were the designer to make the tagline everything but the kitchen sink with sink spelled with a Y? How great would that have been? I (laughs) I don't know that calling out The one big missing feature is a good advertising strategy. Uh, What the hell do I know about advertising? Well, the thing is, if it, if it, when we were working on it, we just, we, we never thought that, that sync would be something that somebody wanted. So we just didn't bother going down. It it never occurred to us. It never. So, so we wouldn't have known to even write that down. So how long have you been a podcaster? Oh man, a little over a year. We started, we started what the middle of July last year. That sounds about right. I did a podcast many years prior. I think we've talked about it once. Um, but uh, I did a show called Leth and Sex with a friend of mine named That's right. Seth. Right, right. Was but yeah, this oh. one I've been doing for a little over a year. You know, that's not true. That's not quite true. We've been doing the show longer because we started in in January or something. So we've been doing it really a year and a half or year and three quarters we just didn't really start the show until a little over a year ago i mean do we do we count from the point that we started recording episodes or from the point where we started releasing episodes well i guess that depends i mean who can call themselves a writer if you've just if you're writing stuff that nobody ever sees are you a writer um or are you just a person who enjoys writing so were we podcasters before the podcast could be heard by anybody this is some I'm seriously no. deep existential shit right here I know. Now, so what's the deal? Why are we starting without a guest, and yet we claim that a guest is showing up? How is that even possible? Well, there's a time constraint, I think, is the big thing. Uh, Because you've got got a thing that you have to do shortly. And we want to make sure that we have a show, but... We got stood up. We don't want it to be a super ridiculously short show. We got, it was an accidental stood right. up. Our, our guest, <laughs> he'll be back. Accidental he'll, missed podcast. He'll, <laughs> he'll be on next week. It'll be fine. We're not mad. It's just, we're know, not going to say who it is. We, well, it's it, whoever shows up next week. If you're listening to this episode in a week and you're catching up. Yeah. The, the next guy you listen to. We used to have a, 
we used to have a whole pool built up um, where we had recorded a couple episodes in advance. Uh, but now we've been going week to week. So I, like, this episode gets released on October 29th and we're recording on October 28th. See, I think this is a sign of, because to me, the, the way that hits my ear, it sounds like the show, the way we're doing the show is becoming less coordinated or we're having a harder time getting guests or something like that. When really, in my mind at least, uh, the, the opposite is true. I think that enough people have heard the show and enough people, when if we, if we well, as we found, if we need to grab somebody at the last minute, we can find somebody who is interesting, who would like to be on the show and we can pull it together. And we've just, we've done this so much that we kind of have a routine down and we don't need to do uh, all this planning and all this preparation to pull something together. Right. You I know, think that's exactly right. Maybe we should be doing the same amount of planning and preparation and just make a better show. But instead we're doing the same quality of show with less effort on our part. That's the right. promise to you, dear listener. Right. It's like when you start exercising, you can either lose weight or eat more desserts. And I think we've chosen the eat more desserts method. What do you approach. mean we? <laughs> I love dessert. <laughs> I hate when you go out to dinner and the waiter comes out at the end of the meal and is like, so anybody save room for dessert? Everybody has to look around like, is anybody else going to get it? And I'm like, I totally would get dessert. Anybody say yes and nobody says yes. I hate that. I don't, I'm not going to ever get dessert by myself because then I feel like a fat ass. Oh, I'm, I'm the exact same way. But... I have a problem when they come by and they're like, Zambia saving room for dessert. And the truth is, you gave me so much food. <laughs> Give me a smaller portion and leave me a little hungry, and then maybe I'll have some dessert. I, I try. I have this vision that when the giant plate comes, I'm going to either physically or mentally divide it into some portion that's reasonable and only eat that part. Never happens, but, though. No, I just eat the whole thing. My yeah. wife is better at it. Lauren will cut the, you know, the veggie burger in half and just eat her half or just Man. eat the half that she, you know, plan to eat but me i get that giant thing at cheeburger cheeburger i'm gonna eat the whole thing well isn't isn't that a little wasteful i was having a conversation with somebody about this a couple of days ago the idea of um so uh a week ago or whatever i was in i was in brooklyn i was at a diner i was kind of drunk i was with julian villard uh we, we it was like one of those two in the morning we need, need to eat something things and i go in and, and i'm a little drunk still so two things looked good an omelet and chicken fingers I ordered, okay. I ordered both, not because I was going to eat all of both, and I didn't eat all of both, but I wanted some omelet and I wanted some chicken fingers. Had I been sober, I would have had the presence of mind to say, can you bring me half an omelet and half an order of chicken fingers? I'll pay for the whole thing, but don't waste the food. But the conversation later was about, that's so wasteful. And I agree. I think that is wasteful. There are people starving in other parts of the world, and it seems kind of dicky to just buy food and throw it away because I can. I, I feel that. So, Hi, John. Oh, look at this. Dave, I, I wanted to surprise you. John, you are a part of a very special episode of Unprofessional. So, uh, so as we have already told our listeners, we had a guest who had to reschedule at the last minute. But this episode is due uh, at what is now tomorrow and what will soon be today and then eventually yesterday. Thanks for explaining time. Uh, but you needed a delay to be our emergency get fill-in guest. You needed some time, but we didn't have enough time to finish the <laughs> episode. As, so you are joining in, in the life. middle of the episode. We didn't have a guest, and we, we thought to ourselves, well, we have to do a show. We need a guest. What would John Gruber do? Who is our... <laughs> <laughs> Who's just sitting around doing nothing? Who is our Al Roker is basically the question. And it's <laughs> yeah. you. Tony Randall is what I... Uh, yeah, Tony Randall. And that's thankfully... My arrangement. That's my arrangement with John. <laughs> Any any time a guest can't make it, Letterman would just you know get send Tony Randall a cab and he'd be over in fifteen minutes. Oh, poor Tony. We we should introduce John now. Oh yeah, John. Who are you? Who the hell are you? Uh, <laughs> that's a good. If you guys don't know, then I certainly don't. 
Well, I mean, we should introduce because I don't think we've said his full name. Oh, it's John Gruber is here. (laughs) (laughs) It's John Moltz. Hi, everybody. The John Moltz. Dr. Nick. Yes, that's that's right. Not very many of them. Yeah. But I am the John Moltz. And you are the sole proprietor of what website? Ask for me by name, except no substitutes. Uh, Very nice website. Great. What's it called? You know it's very nice because I put very nice in the title. It's a very nice website called Very Nice Website. It's on the internet at verynicewebsite.net. (laughs) And .com. That's brilliant. So uh, where are you on this? uh, So the issue that we're talking about right now, caller, is the idea of you, you want to be mindful of how much you're eating. So you order the meal. And you only eat a portion of it, whatever that portion is, and you leave some behind. Is that okay because you're setting boundaries for yourself, or is it wasteful and you're kind of a jerk to the third world? Well, I think it's it's okay. Uh, my wife has a, has a philosophy that says that um, if you're just shoving food into your fat face, then you're wasting it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's... Uh, so see, I would never... I don't think that's any better. I mean, you know, you want to try and order only what you're going to eat. Don't sit down and order 40 meals, you know, and then eat half of them and then go, ha, sucks to be you. I'm always going to want to take home my leftovers. Mongolians. Are you guys, are you not leftover takers? No. I won't eat leftovers. Oh, 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 I will always eat leftovers. Yeah. So depending on, depending on the kind of leftovers. I mean, some, some hold up better than others, but. So I want to be clear though. When my wife cuts her food in half and says, I'm just going to eat half of it. She takes the other half home. She's not, oh. I wouldn't say it's wasted. Okay. She's taking the other half yeah. home. It's, she's just saying, I'm not going to eat this four serving right meal now. here at one serving. So, okay. Well, I retract the implication that your wife is kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> for, for that. Right. Right. At least not for that reason. I don't At think the previous times they might have intimated, we'll have to stand on their own merits. My wife is a, you know, she's right now she's still working as a stay-at-home mom. See how PCI said that? But wow, uh, wow. that was well done, very well she, done. She <laughs> she is a special ed teacher by trade, and so I love it when she's working wow. because when she comes home, she she'll say everything to us, you know, me and the kids, three or four times. <laughs> a lot of repetition, a lot of all the strategies she uses in the special needs classroom. And it's great because I can, you know, now she might say, hey, can you take out the trash? And I miss it or I forget. That's such a cliche and bullshit example. Is she's never once asked me to take out the trash. My iPhone tells me when to take out the trash. But still, she'll say it like three or four times and then I don't forget. And it's good. <laughs> Wait, my, your phone tells you when to take the trash? My iPhone asked me to take out the trash. Well, yeah, I forget. I, we both I, dial into that. Why? Why would you do that? How? How does Lex, that even work? Would you take out the trash, please? <laughs> Siri, remind um, me to take the garbage. How many times do I have to ask you to take out the trash before you will actually take out the trash? Some people leave the house by day. Lex. And I don't always. So, like, I don't see. I don't. I don't know. It's really the truth is I know Tuesdays and Fridays are for garbage. It's recycling that my phone tells me to take out because recycling is every other Wednesday. And I'm not going to remember which Wednesday it is. So I put them all into my calendar and then it tells me. Yes. You know, reminds me to take out the recycling the night before. Wait, when you say take out, do you mean push a thing out to the street or something like that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Wheel the the thing down the driveway. (laughs) Because I'm thinking. He does not mean dinner in a movie. No. No. (laughs) 
that should not be that funny to me. Uh, what I mean, what I mean is like, I live in an apartment. Are you having as good a time as I am? <laughs> I'm so drunk right now. What I mean is when I never do this, I, I, I live in an apartment and when I take the trash out, it's like that day's trash. So the idea of doing it once every two weeks would be really gross. Mm. Yeah. So no, there's, yeah. we, you know, some people put their you trash cans. You should totally buy a house. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's worth yeah. it. It's yeah, I'm great. On that. It's so great. Moltz, where do you keep your garbage can? This is what the people want to know. Is it in the garage? Is it outside the garage? No, it's out. So we have a we have a detached garage. So it's ah. it's outside, in between the house and the garage. We have an attached garage. This is fascinating podcast talk, by the way. But it's the it, um, best yeah, show yeah, ever. Go on. It's confined. It's constrained. <laughs> so I'm scooting. I'm scooting closer. I'm so into this show. So we put the the garbage cans outside, but most people don't. Most people have their garbage cans in the garage here, but I don't have room for it, and it smells, so we leave it outside. So you I'm would rather you would rather ugly up the outside of your home than smell up the inside of it. Yes, that's absolutely true. <laughs> that's no, I think that's uh, it's 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 a totally it's a, valid choice. A, yeah. I don't know which yes. way I'd go. I would probably go with the same route you're going. I probably would. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'd probably prefer that the outside be ugly. Um, I'd also probably try to come up with some way to hide the trash cans or something like that though. Right. What I've done is I've painted oh, um, camouflage, right? I've painted still lifes on the uh, exteriors of the garbage cans. You should hire uh, Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> can you hire can, him? Is he on LinkedIn? Yes, yeah. Well, what you need to do right him. now, just take your trash cans up to New York and leave them sitting out somewhere oh. and he'll come how, by and paint them. Then you take them back home. How do you feel about this whole Banksy thing? I think it's bullshit. <laughs> 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 I think Banksy. Is I don't bullshit. either. I don't have a very strong opinion about it. I did like the thing that where he drove the uh, the stuffed animals around in the uh, the thing where he was like they were going to slaughter, <laughs> and they were all they were all they were all crying. <laughs> did you see that? No, no. no. Now I have to oh. Google it. <laughs> it was just it was a whole bunch of stuffed animals and people. I mean, obviously, and they're operating them, and it said something like Dave's meats or something like that <laughs> on it, <laughs> and all these like lambs and cows that are all going. And he just drove it slowly around town. That's nice. <laughs> I dig that there's a, an element of it that draws attention to the art world in a way that nothing has in a while. I think that's good. Uh, I think that's good for art and culture. I think it's interesting, the mystery around who he is and not, not in, it, it's kind of not, not like a cult of personality thing, but there's like a daft punk style thing happening there where it becomes less about the person and more about the idea of what they represent, which I think is cool. It, it, it's a commentary on celebrity. So for me, I think when I say it's bullshit, first of all, I'm barely educated on Banksy. I haven't seen Exit Through the Gift Shop, which I predict 87 people will tweet at us that we should go watch, which I think is a documentary about him or something. Uh, yeah, um, I also haven't seen it, so don't feel bad. Uh, neither am I. But I feel... Uh, we're I so know. educated on the topic we're discussing right now. I don't like the... To me, when you're hiding yourself, it's... I, uh, my question is, would people care nearly as much about Banksy if who it was was known like Banksy known by his real name Edward McGovernship like then it's way less interesting like <laughs> to me Snowden. it's because yeah it's because of his anonymity that he's cool I don't know and I don't like if he's getting permission before he spray paints buildings then I'm down with it but if he's just defacing stuff I don't like that either that's my property well here. that's the oh, other wow. that's the other part of what makes it interesting is the, what's the line between graffiti and art well I I agree with you that there is a healthy debate to be had there but if either way if you do it on my building and i don't have permission then it's unwanted and i don't like it even if you paint the freaking you know sistine chapel if i didn't give you permission to be all up on my ceiling i'm going to be pissed but if banksy shows up at your house and he paints something on the side of your house and now your house is worth millions of dollars how upset are you really 
Oh, well, then yeah, I'm not right. upset. If it's literally worth millions of dollars, I can sell my house and make millions. I'm totally fine with it. And and that, that may well be the case. And I think that's at least what he's doing now is part of the commentary about how 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 this can uh, improve or change at least the the value of a building or a neighborhood. And he's helping the economy because the the local like like street toughs are charging people to to actually take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for everybody. I That's right. Our local street toughs on Twitter. Be, I mean, oh, damn it. Our local <laughs> street toughs on LinkedIn. You should have had them on today. I want to. Do you want to do, do a retake toughs. on that line? Yes. Yeah. Our local street toughs on LinkedIn. Because I want to connect with them. I want, how do you? Can you apply to be a street tough, or is it just an earned thing? No, you I, gotta, you I gotta, hear the interviews right. are a real bitch. <laughs> Anybody who's ever been in, uh, initiated into a gang will think that joke was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> what do you see yourself in five years? Okay, great. Bite the curb. Dead. <laughs> You're in. That's very sad. And it got dark. Well, I'm going to bring yes. things up and for a minute. Also. Okay. You know how I'm going to do it? Oh, I, can I guess? Can I guess? Yes. Can I guess? Can I guess? I'm, I know. I know. I'm, I'm going to guess that we're going to share our feelings. You were very close. John, do you have <laughs> no. a guess? Uh, sponsor? Yes. Oh, and John, remind it. me one more time. Before we do the sponsor read, what's your website? It's a very nice website. Dot net. Dot or, net. Or dot, or but dot, the dot yeah, com sure, redirects dot to the dot net, right? Correct. Well, today's episode is brought to you, you both, by HostGator. HostGator is your one-stop website shop. That rhymes. It, it, it does. HostGator <laughs> makes it simple to get your professional website online quickly. There's three easy steps to get online. Boom, number one, choose a hosting plan that's right for you. They start at $3.47 a month. Not three forty-eight, by the way. Three forty-seven. Is there a Two. reason why they – is there some significance to that number? Um, or is that just literally the cheapest they could make it? That's pie. I think that's, that's like, that's pie, if they right? could, if my guess is there's like half a cent of profit there and they were like, hey, that's the lowest we can go. So three forty seven a month it is. Right. I have 346. No they they very started business. Right. Okay. Three forty seven a month. That's step one. Grab an awesome domain name. Consider as John Moltz did getting a dot net. Some of the world's top brands run on dot net domains. A dot net domain powered by Verisign gives your website a credible and strong foundation. Then step three, Build your site using HostGator simple tools. You can, hey, can use you, HostGator. Can you yeah. name some of those uh, those those powerful brands that use .NET? Uh, DaringFireball.net would be oh, a good one. That's, okay, okay. Uh, Got gotcha you there, didn't he? .net. And uh, my own email account, uh, my my initial, my main Google account is thefreedmans.net. So that's three right there. Wow. <laughs> uh, but you can build your site using HostGator simple tools. They got a drag and drop builder. You can use WordPress. You don't have to code. HostGator makes it easy. Don't code. Coding's for chumps. Get your site up and Agreed. running with just a few clicks. <laughs> and uh, we've got a promo code for you. Oh, the sweet. Code is, the code is UNPRO, U-N-P-R-O. All right. Uh, and uh, so what you're going to do is you're going to go to HostGator.com, use coupon code UNPRO. You get 25% off. I, hang on. Now we've got to do the math. So you're going to pay 0. 0. 0.75 <laughs> times 347. That basically means that for you, plans could be as low as $2.60.25. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, but so that's it. HostGator.com. The code is unpro. And I should mention, which I didn't, they've got support 24-7-365 by phone, chat, or email. Oh, that Anytime. works great because I stay up really late. Yeah. So you can eat great. Or get support from HostGator.com. Okay. Offer code unpro. All right, so uh, do we have unprofesh.net? Let's find out live on the show. Oh, yeah, really? No. Well, uh, so by the time this airs, we probably should so that we can 
In fact, you should, you, I'm going to say you, I don't know why I said you, us, we should, uh, we should get that. We should get that taken care of before, uh, the show. we should do that so that, um, uh, we're, we're completely in the clear. All right. I'm and going to hostgator.com right now. There you go. This is us uh, on the show, live recorded live eating the, the dog food that we're, we're peddling, <laughs> which is really a terrible metaphor. It, well, apparently it doesn't mean what you think it means. It's not about using your own product. It's about like, it, like it's a butcher's thing because the bad meat was the meat that was the dog food. But it's to say the bad meat was good enough. Like you have an understanding of what the bad meat is and you're not just selling it. Something like that. Somebody out there is going to correct me, I'm sure. But it, my understanding is that it means that not just eat your own product. Huh. <laughs> eat your own product. Eat your own, Eat product, your own product. That's that's that good. That'd be like a good. That's a euphemistic insult. Somebody. Yeah, like it yeah. suggests yeah, something right, without right. actually saying anything bad, <laughs> without meaning a thing. Are uh, you done, that, Lex? Um, I'm. Well, I'm. Just, first of all, I'm admiring the uh, the lovely process on the website. It's nice. Um, it's really it's effective. It's good, and uh, the design is nice. There's a lot of Ajax happening, but the whole process couldn't be simpler. Ajax. Is that still a thing? Do people I, still say that? I did. Are the kids still Ajaxing? <laughs> I don't know. With their LinkedIn and their Pokemon? <laughs> my kid does not do None of my kids do Pokemon, so I don't know anything about that. I don't I know nothing about the Pokemans. I know ver I know a little bit because my kid is tangentially interested in it, but not not super. Here's what I know about Pokemon. Uh there's a thing called Pikachu. They apparently come out of eggs. You have to battle with them. They evolve. Right. Uh, it's from Nintendo, and uh, apparently, it's 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 uh, Pocket Monster Pokemon is where that comes from. Oh. So that's that's. Oh, the, that, I didn't even know that. That's that's everything I know about Pokemon. Japanese. Right Here's a question I have for both of you that's barely related. I mean, it involves kids, I guess. Um, do you do anything for Halloween? Oh man. Oh yeah. Oh, you gotta do anything for Halloween. I mean, I, I don't mean yeah. your kids. Like, I mean you. I did something for Halloween, but it's it. I don't know. I don't know if I should tell the story. <laughs> I, I went to. I want to know. I I I went to a party, actually, kind of a rave, which is unusual for me. Um, Usually, but, the raves come to Dave. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> it, it the was, rave is inside you. It was a last minute thing. It was in New York. Like I had nothing. I don't have a costume. I don't have anything planned. So I just go to the costume store and I'm looking for. What can I do? And this is going to be an awkward social situation for a few reasons, but like, what, what is the right answer? What costume do I wear in, in this particular, to this particular event? And I decided that anything I did, I'd, I'd feel shitty about like whatever costume I bought, <laughs> I was going to, yeah, really. I was going to hate my decision and wish that I'd gone some other direction. And it was probably going to be disappointing to the other people that I was with. So I decided if the, pl <laughs> if the plane's going down, I'm going to nosedive it. Okay. So the <laughs> good idea. The costume I went with was Frank the Bunny from Donnie Darko. Oh yeah. Which wow. which uh upon which being seen, seen upon I've being seen, seen was immediately oh. vetoed. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. So the thing it's still in its package. I spent fucking two hundred dollars on this costume and it's Oh, a, that's it's way a, too much for that costume. All, we'll Holy see. Cow. Yeah. Well it was kind of awesome and I figured uh if nothing else it would be just cool to have or sell on eBay or something. Because apparently it was discontinued and I got sure. the last one. You should get a you should get a mannequin and you should just dress it up and put it in the corner of your yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I wasn't making good decisions. Is I think it is, recognizably is the lesson? Is it recognizably the Donnie Darko bunny? Yes. Oh, yes. that's a pretty recognizable bunny. And it's like the officially licensed whatever. It, it just, it's like the exact same thing. It's 
pretty good. And I've, I went with the deluxe one because I figured whatever I did, I wanted it to be a, like a good looking, authentic looking costume, not just, you know, a t-shirt that says this is my costume kind of like there's a, there's a spectrum and I wanted to be on one end of it. Um, but yeah, the costume was vetoed for being too scary. And, uh, I never even got to take it out of the packaging and, uh, couldn't return it. So now I'm the proud owner of a Frank, the bunny costume. Wow. So did you end up going to the rave? I did. And it was awesome. And I'm kind of glad I didn't wear the bunny suit because that would have been really, really hot and uncomfortable. This is what, this is, I know nothing about raves. This is like, this is, this is a, a whole social thing outside of my bubble. Yeah. I certainly don't know. About raves. I figured if I'm going to spend the entire night feeling like a frightened bunny, I should look like a scary bunny, but that didn't work out. I loved Halloween growing up. I love costumes in general. I think that there's probably, I mean, if anybody's going to do armchair psychiatry, they're going to say, well, you loved wearing masks because you didn't, I don't know, whatever. But I love masks. I love costumes. And I, uh, way to get out in front of that. Yeah. Thank you. The thing that, the thing that bugs (laughs) me is, uh, it's just a holiday, Lex. I really like overthinking it. Store bought costumes. You know, I, I totally appreciate and admire people who can hand make a costume. You know, like my wife made a costume for my kid because nobody makes word girl costumes. Thanks, America. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's his fault. But, um, I don't know. I don't mind a good store bought costume, but then we were at a Halloween party over the weekend and you've got the people who've clearly, you know, they've put time and effort into making their costume. It doesn't look nearly as good as my store bought costume, but everybody wants to congratulate them. But I mean, I had a shop at Amazon. I had to check out and use my credit card, CVV code. Like I did work. So I think it's bullshit that uh, homemade costumes are more wait. love than store bought costumes. So That's this, all I'm saying. This leads into a bigger conversation, I think, which is what what really matters? Is it the thought put into something or is it the end product? John, what's the answer? <laughs> Uh, end product. Really? Thank you. Just in general, or just about uh, Halloween costumes? <laughs> in general, in general. And the the example that uh, I think the, of the hell with it. Everything, everything. The end product. <laughs> the reason I asked this is this has come up on the show before, where Lex has bitched about uh, what was it, a fruit basket that somebody sent you, right? And and even though it was thoughtful of them to try sending you the fruit bat, you didn't want it. And so your feeling was that it was a dicky thing to do because now they've given you work. No, 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 no. I, I don't think that that's right. I don't mind that they gave it to me. Did I say that? I, I just, you I implied mean, that. You I'm not grateful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you ungrateful son of a bitch. Right. <laughs> that's right. That I'm okay with. I will accept that. I was ungrateful. I would much rather because now I have to give it away or throw it away or whatever. You give me seems garbage. like an opportunity. You can well giving it away. Don't throw food away. We've we've covered this. Right now, now you're being a jerk twice. What's wrong with a nice fruit basket? What's the what's, you know. It's time. Well, first, if it's got fruits that I don't want to eat, that's annoying. And then it's like time sensitive. If you, if you give me shrink wrapped cookies, I can yeah. open those when I'm ready. But the fruit's already rotting. It's like it's worse than when you drive right. the car off a lot. The fruit lost value the moment somebody picked it off the fucking tree. <laughs> That's not. That's not necessarily. If you like bananas, they get better. For the, I mean, there's sure there's a bell that. curve here. There's there's peak banana. Bananas are total assholes, though. Yes, my yeah. kids love bananas. They have bananas almost every day for breakfast. But then, like, you're, so we got we buy. I don't know. Four. I can't do the math. Forty seven bananas a week, and uh, 
it's just it's crazy when you, you got to buy some that are green and some that are yellow. The yellow ones go brown. The the nice yellow ones got the gross brown mushy spots. Then you're like, well, let's buy some green ones so that they'll be ready in a week. And then they never want to get yellow. I, bananas are jerks. That's my somebody. Point. Uh, I I want to say it was past guest David Friedman had the idea that you they should sell bananas in a package with like a color gradient. So <laughs> there's like the Monday banana, the Tuesday banana, the Wednesday banana. So over the days, every day your banana was at peak freshness. <laughs> That's clever. <laughs> it's brilliant. It'll be a hundred dollars for a pack of four, <laughs> and they'll sell them in four. They'll sell. They won't sell them in like five or seven packs. It'll be four. Yeah, you have to go to the store every four days. Yeah, right. Do you peel your bananas the bullshit internet way, where you start from the bottom? No. What do you mean the bullshit internet way? That's a that's a better way to open a banana. Bullshit internet way. No Maybe. fucking hipsters telling me how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is, this is a great example a of intent versus end product. And you guys are focusing on the intent. You're focusing on the hipstery, whatever the fuck about it. And I'm focusing on the fact that I just want my banana to not be mushy at the top. <laughs> I knew I wouldn't be able to stick with that. <laughs> I just want to, as long as with you get the little answer. gross doohickey off the end of the banana, it's acceptable. Well, that's, that's the whole thing is now you've, you've, the, the part that you've made mushy is the part that you were never going to eat anyway. And so you just, you, you throw it away and now you're done. What's you your favorite fruit? Enjoy the banana. Um, I love the I love the shape of a banana and the way it feels in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny uh, to yeah, those who've never uh, seen a penis yeah. because bananas <laughs> and penises are kind of they're shaped similarly. <laughs> um, I didn't have a real thanks. answer. I like I like uh, um, I like apples. I guess. You know what I'm appreciating more and more is a mango. Mm. I hate mango. Good stuff. I said mm, really? like I was interested, mango? but I, I literally you should, hate mango. You should try the mango again. All right. And then, and then if you still don't like it, try it again. <laughs> and just keep trying it, motherfucker. <laughs> keep trying it until you fucking A couple times mango. a day, and eventually you'll like it. <laughs> take, I didn't take have strawberries mangoes. until I was 25 or so, and I'm a what? big fan. You seriously? Yeah. They looked gross to me. I don't know. I didn't eat, I mean, I still am very crappy about eating fruits and vegetables in general. But with strawberries, it was just like, man, there's seeds on the outside of that thing. That's totally gross. No you can't even eat parts of it. So, yeah, when I was 25, I had one at a farmer's market Holy in Santa Monica. F- you know, before we would joke about how you hadn't seen movies or whatever, but we're getting into foods here. And I'm starting to think that your, your parents were abusing you. <laughs> well, they begged me to eat fruit, but I didn't have to eat any foods that my dad didn't eat. And he didn't eat strawberries. So I didn't have to eat strawberries. So weird. I do yeah. love a strawberry. I don't think I really – we didn't eat fresh strawberries growing up particularly. And I don't – and I think I had that same sort of – but I would eat strawberry jam and stuff like that. I wasn't like a – A monster. Afraid of them or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was an inhuman monster. It was the same like age, wax. by the way, when I started eating grapes uh, in my 20s. I'm torn on grapes. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about them. Oh, it's it's red grapes or get the fuck out. Green grapes are for assholes. Well, you know, uh, that I'm, yeah, yes, I'm more or less yes. with you on that. But my bigger Green grapes problem, are for wine. <laughs> my bigger problem is I don't like I like the way they taste, but I hate the, the, the skin texture on my teeth. So what I really want is a bunch of peeled grapes. But there's like despite all of the rich white people things that we have available to us, we don't have a mass market peeled grape thing. Going Go to on. Japan. They do that. Thing? They have they have. The, well, they have these these grapes in Japan that uh and they they peel them as they eat them. They and there's a way, man. I haven't done it for so long, but there's a way you can bite into it and then sort of squeeze it into your mouth and huh. keep the peel in. Your Are you hand. sure this isn't a lychee nut? <laughs> I'm it's sure. Kind of okay. like an edamame sort of thing. Yeah, but less 
less obvious. It's a lot trickier than an edamame. Dave, oh. Cute Tools has on Amazon a $16 Prime eligible grape peeler. So I'm just, I just want to mention that. You know, I just don't think I could feel good about myself if I had that. <laughs> well, the other sponsor of the episode, no, not true. <laughs> it's funny you should say that. I just, I don't think I could own that and not feel like just the worst. That said, we do have an awesome cherry pitter because, you know, the kids want to eat cherries and they aren't yet. I mean, the younger ones aren't going to handle removing a pit from their mouths themselves. But it's this like, it's basically a guillotine. Like the cherries go into this thing to die. You, it can hold up to six at a time. It can do six large ones or six small ones. Uh, you flip over the one little tray part and then you just, you slam the guillotine thing down and it just shoots the pits out into the little pit catcher. And it's, I don't know. It's this a lot of fun for your kids. They don't need fingers. Right. Well, no, I do the pit removal and then they eat the cherries. I eat the pits. (laughs) (laughs) There's 10,000 cherry trees growing in his stomach right now. We use every part of the bird. Yeah. I don't eat cherries. What? Why not? I don't like cherries. Wait, what if there's a cherry in your drink? That I'll eat. That'll eat. Actually, and I had a Manhattan like just a couple weeks ago that had a cherry in it. And man, it was so soaked with delicious liquor that I, I ate the hell out of that well, thing. Maraschino, but like a regular cherry cherry naturally. Why can't you, why, why don't they grow yeah, that? Yeah, right, right. I mean, get maybe on it, I science. Do that. Just, just, just when I get the cherries, just stick them in bourbon. <laughs> but what's your opposition like to cherries? Week. Is it a flavor thing or what? Um, because as a kid, all the medicine that you had mm. was cherry flavored. Mm. And so every time I taste oh. cherries now, it's like, it's like I feel like I'm sick and I'm having medicine. That's interesting. I also first started eating non-maraschino cherries only in my 20s, uh, but I liked cherry-flavored stuff my whole life. Like my favorite, if I'm going to get a candy or a snow cone or whatever that's got all the different fruit color flavor-based things, I always go to red. I'm all about the red flavor. See, I love mm. a cherry, like a, a cherry cordial, <laughs> like a chocolate-covered cherry sort of a thing, but like cherry-flavored Pop-Tarts are the worst. See, for me, it's just keep your yes. fucking chocolate off my fruit. I'll eat fruit and I'll eat chocolate. I don't don't want them combined. Oh, you're insane. By the way, we should call out for our international (laughs) listeners who might not be familiar with what a Pop-Tart is. It's like a rectangular toaster pastry with frosting on it and filling on the inside. As they call it in French, a Pop de Tarte. (laughs) Le Pop Tarte. (laughs) Un bon de Tarte. What do they call a Pop Tart in France? (laughs) Delicious. A Royale with frosting. Royale with frosting. (laughs) <laughs> see i think that you guys made that joke at the same time but moltz has got this little delay and so we heard it after i'm delayed i'm time time to in case i swear <laughs> i don't know man but so like we go to the every once in a while we'll, we'll go to the melting pot this fondue chain that overcharges yeah, and you have to cook your own right. food and it's like why but it's amazing more to make it right it is delicious i like it there i'm not gonna lie i don't even get an entree most of the time because the caesar salad there is so good with the whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. don't be that guy don't be the pay to cook your own food bitching guy you're <laughs> no, better be than that, that guy you're I'll better be than that. that. But all I'm going to say is when they bring out the, like, the bananas, I'm not, not going to put a fucking banana in my chocolate fondue at the end of the evening. I want to enjoy Why? my dessert, asshole. Why? Don't you want it to be like like dripping with, with warm gooeyness when you put the banana in your mouth? <laughs> Wrap your lips around it? <laughs> Getting back to what you're saying about psychology, like. Yeah. <laughs> uh. No, I mean, uh, I don't know. Sometimes a banana is not just a banana. I also, I just well, have, you have it has chocolate on it. I <laughs> love a chocolate banana. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's the right color. And 
I have an issue with combining foods in general. Like I'll eat a salad if it's got the right mix of ingredients, but I don't Chocolate. want I don't want the syrup touching my eggs. For example, if I have like the breakfast thing. Oh, are you? You're. Yeah. Oh my God, you're wrong. I'm also now thinking that chocolate salad would be a great name for a band. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I should mention uh, my my lack of uh, my hatred of combining foods does not apply to things like chocolate and peanut butter. I'm happy to put those together. Okay. Okay. But I mean, I won't. It's not. I almost never have peanut butter and jelly. I know what you've heard, but peanut butter is not a fruit. (laughs) Okay. So. Moltz is right. Yet. It's not a fruit yet. <laughs> Turns out. It's actually a, uh, a, a meat. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, really, you really are against dipping your food to cook it in that way. No, I'm not against it. I just don't like that I charge more and I have to time my own food cooking. But they're not. Oh, so it's the timing, not the, the action. Right. No, the action is fun and it's fine, but like I do not want to eat undercooked meats or whatever. So oh, I literally poultry. have the iPhone timer out there each time and I've got to keep resetting it. Like at least the thing should have a fucking clock built into the table. This is ridiculous. Man. <sighs> and they come out and they're like, and you know, Lauren's vegetarian or really she's kosher, so she eats as if she's vegetarian there. And so they're like, so for your things, you can cook them for two minutes and these for two and a half minutes and these for three. And then you, sir, you're going to do that. And it's like, Give me a fucking laminated sheet that tells me how long to cook it. Now I've got to worry. I'm going to overcook everything for like 12 minutes because I don't want to die here at the melting pot. I like the melting pot. I don't want it to. That would be a bad meal. place to go. Yeah. Our second sponsor for this episode, the melting pot, <laughs> where you can cook your own fucking food, you piece of shit. <laughs> we do go there a lot, so like I'm not insulting it. I'm just saying Shove that's this a banana in your mouth. <laughs> well, John, uh, I just want to say. <laughs> We've never had a, a guest join us midstream like this, and I, I don't know how it was for you, but I and we never even take time to thank guests like I'm doing right now. But I, this you is, were part of an experiment, and I appreciated it. I, this, I think this turned out I'm great. To, I love talking to people. <laughs> I love you guys. We're gonna send you a fruit basket. We should do this all the time. It's an all banana fruit basket. Let's just hang out, you know. Let's ride bikes. I don't know how to ride a bike. <laughs> to the melting pot. You don't know how to write Jesus Christ, Lex.